We are joined by Mike Logan, the voice of Providence Friar Hockey. And uh, first of all, Mike, uh, Merrimack takes on Providence this weekend. Uh, a couple games between a team, teams, I guess, in different situations here. Uh, Merrimack fighting to get into the playoffs and you know, possibly finish higher. And uh, Providence knows it's going to be the final weekend. What do you look for this weekend? Well, I'll be curious tonight, senior night, uh, last home game for Providence. Uh, last weekend, Mike, after they did not play well at Lowell on Friday, they came home and had a spirited effort and a tie. I would expect that uh, here tonight. It's interesting. We were just talking about it. You go back to Tim Army's first year. Merrimack came uh, in here after a tough loss at home. Providence was fighting for home ice. Providence had a 3-1 lead with about eight minutes to go in the game. Merrimack battles back. They tie it, and then they win it in overtime. And in some respects, that kind of turned the tide going into the next year, and instead of Providence getting home ice, they finished fifth, um, didn't end up winning in the playoffs, they lost to New Hampshire, so I'll be curious tonight, uh, tomorrow night's a different story, just given the way Merrimack has played at home. You know, earlier in the season, we saw the Friars up at uh, the Volpe Center, and uh, a hard-fought game, one-to-one tie through three periods, and then Merrimack wins in overtime, but, but that was a stretch there where, uh, if I remember correctly, Providence lost three consecutive overtime games, and, and how much did that play into the mindset of the team and where things ended up? Well, I know, Tim, they, they had a stretch of six games in 12 nights. Some of it was they originally were going to play Boston College on the night that they played BU at Fenway, and a couple of other things got switched around. The, the six games in 12 nights, and then losing, it was a weekend they lost here to New Hampshire Friday night in overtime. Saturday went up to Merrimack, played a very good game, lost in overtime. Time. And Tim really felt that took a lot out of the team, not just physically but mentally, that they might have been, you know, boy, here we go again. Um, and, and that was a, a key stretch. If you take chunks of the year, there definitely were signs of improvement defensively. Uh, the penalty kill, top 20 in the country, goals against, obviously Alex Beaudry. But when you stand back and you look at it, still only five league wins and still only ten wins overall. So unfortunately still a, a bit of a ways to go. What's the atmosphere been like over the last couple of weeks here? Um, you know, for the most part, and, and seeing the players and that, I, I think they're trying to stay as upbeat as as positive uh, as possible. Obviously, for the seniors, I'm sure they're they're depressed in going back-to-back years not making the postseason. I mean, last year, Providence was one of the five anchor schools. It was the first time they had never uh, made it. Now you're looking at back-to-back years. I think it's going to be very interesting for the long-term strength of this team how some of the younger guys take, uh, you know, your sophomores. They've been here two years now, and they've never made it to the postseason. What is next year going to be like? You know, do they make the determination that, look, we're changing this and we're changing this now, meaning next year, or is it going to continue? And obviously, I guess in October, we'll find out. What's your sense of, I mean, there's a couple of different approaches that you can take here, like you said, maybe build with some of the younger guys and, and also the recruits that are coming in. Or some kind, sometimes you take a step back and you say, we need to make wholesale changes. What direction do you think will, will uh, Tim are we going? Well, you know, when Tim came here, he was very much, it was going to be run and gun. We're going to win games seven to six. And uh, taking over a team for Paul Pooley, very defensive-minded, that group responded out of the gate. But as the years went on, I think team realized the game had changed. Uh, there's definitely more of a commitment to defense. So last year, at the end of the year, the commitment was we have to take care of our own end, and they've done that. Beaudry has solidified things defensively. They're much better. Um, so the mindset now is we'd still like to play more of an up-tempo game, but we need to tweak it around playing good defense. Um, They've gone young. They've gone into Minnesota. They've taken seven kids out of the state in two years. Matt Berglund and Aaron Jamnick, probably the the two 
high tier or top tier guys. Um, but the the feeling still, Tim wants to go young with the hope when they hit their junior and senior year, they'll start to come into their own. Now next year is going to be interesting. Kyle McKinnon's class is five of them up front. They're going to be seniors. Matt Berglund, Robbie Maloney, uh, that crew is going to be juniors. I think next year is a very important year because if you have another season like this, you might have to sit down and, and relook at it, and I don't know if that's necessarily in the greatest, um, you know, the greatest way to go for the program. We're here at Snyder Arena, and in my mind, one of the best places in the league to uh, to, to see and to take in a game. But uh, it's now at the point I know th- th- there have been a number of renovations done, and seems to be in terrific uh, shape. But you're reaching a point here, I guess, where you say, okay, the, the facility is 35 plus years old, and you got other other schools in the league doing things. Uh, is is this something that they need to do something about? You know, it's interesting. If you go in the bowels, they've redone the locker rooms. They have a, a great meeting room, the Canavan Fitness Center. Although not part of the rink, it is literally a stone's throw away. Uh, tremendous facility that they they built on campus um i'm biased uh the rink's the same age as my sisters uh i think for a 37 year old facility new seats friends of friars room they they redid it's a building mike that if you get 1400 in here with the band it can be a great place to not only watch a game but a great home advantage um obviously it's not a newer facility like bu or unh or umass lola what matthews has done Um, but i still think you know to bring a recruit in here especially if if it's a game with a decent crowd i think it's a place some kids want to come play um when a program is down people are going to start looking at well they have a substandard this or they don't have as good of that and i and again i might be biased i've been around the program for 15 years i still think this is a great place to watch a game i still think this facility if you're an 18 19 20 year old kid coming in it's still it might not be the top tier but it's certainly not at the bottom in my opinion in the league and taking a look at the bigger picture i mean i realize that, that providence is out of the playoff picture right now but you've got a number of teams there that are battling for the final home ice spot and battling for for positioning that uh, I, I mean it, it's a kind of year where you look and you say okay a team like BC seems to be head and shoulders above a lot of other teams maybe UNH as well and Maine obviously has has played well uh, at times but you have a lot of other teams there that maybe aren't in that that upper tier of of teams but but it seems as though uh, that battle I think and you've got a, a, a possibility as as hard as it is to believe it for a five-way tie for fifth place for example depending on, on what happens this weekend is is this good for the league or is it better for the league to have a year where you've got say four teams that are in the national top 10 well it's interesting i've had this conversation john Leahy and i had this conversation overall for the league in my 15 years doing games in providence i think the league overall is down when you look at the national picture we're going into the last weekend and you only have one 21 team and that's boston college however when it comes to the league You can't get anything better than this, and I don't remember a year like it coming down to this. Not a lot of weekend sweeps. Literally, almost every team was was getting points weekend to weekend. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's good for Merrimack to make the playoffs. I think it's good for some other teams to get home ice. Um, You know, you look at the possibility of whether it's Lowell or Northeastern could get home ice. Vermont, and a lot of people aren't paying attention, should they sweep this weekend, they're going to finish fourth, uh, you know, place. I think it's good league-wise. Um, you know, I think still BC is the best team in the league, uh, and then you have UNH. But I don't think there's anybody else that are going to compete the way we've seen years. And you've been around long enough. You know, you send four teams into the tournament, and you might get two to the to the national uh, final four, the Frozen Four. I don't think that's the case this year. But from a league perspective, and especially when you eliminate two teams, this might be the best year this league has had league-wise in maybe a decade. 
All right, Mike Logan, thanks very much for your time. Hi, thanks, Mike. Good to see you.